headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. George Campbell, Ramsey personality, YouTube sensation, and best and newly uh, minted best-selling author is my co-host today. His brand new book, I'm proclaiming it a bestseller. It isn't technically yet, but it will be. Breaking Free from Broke, The Ultimate Guide to More Money and Less Stress. And by attacking all of the uh, evil villains out there in the money space, George, very carefully and um, with great craftsmanship, unpacks all of the... Uh, traps that you have to avoid and the people that are out there to get you and in the process gives you hope that's the goal and the feedback has been amazing on that it's it exactly that people are saying you've dismantled not only the myths but all of the objections that i've had toward a debt-free lifestyle and the things that you've heard over 30 years dave and i've heard them on the show as we take calls and so what i tried to do with the book was get in their heads before they could even say it and say i know what you're thinking right now i pay off my card every month i've never paid a dime in interest We've heard all of these things over 30 years, and what I wanted to do was not just have some kind of emotional opinion, but actually give you data and research and analogies and empathy and humor to help you understand why your plan ain't working for you so far and a different plan that could actually work. Well, and you clearly define, I mean, when we talk about it on the show here a lot, what normal is, normal sucks, and if you're going to be normal, you're messed up. And Romans 12, 2 says, be not conformed to this world. Don't be normal, but instead be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. And you do that by putting information like this book in, and the result is hope. Yeah. And that it starts with that paradigm shift, because why would you even attempt any of this Ramsey plan if you don't believe it's possible? And so when you start to think differently, the renewing of your mind, you begin to act differently. And when you act differently, and we see this on the debt-free stage, you believe that a different life is possible. It's yeah. amazing the relationship between those three. I'm amazed. People can run through a wall when they have hope. Yeah. And uh, that you know they can't cut they can't cut paper. They can't get out find their way out of a wet paper bag when they have believed that the little man can't get ahead. They believe they're trapped. They believe there's no chance of winning because there's plenty of people out there to tell you that. Oh, it's so um, easy. You look at the headlines, and it's easy to lose hope. It's the it's the it's the natural state of mediocrity and of loser talk, mm. and busting through the loser talk, and you know, getting. I'm not going to live like this. I'm not going to live like this. And and then you see a path. You see, I think I could go from here to over there. I actually see what George is saying. I think it's doable, and and that's called hope when you open up that path, and it's a believable path away from mediocrity away from friends and relatives that tell you it can't be done well and i was that guy i was cynical back in 2013 as the guy who followed all the fell for all the traps and followed the path society told me forty thousand dollars in consumer debt i was cynical toward adulthood and so i actually end the book with a chapter called ignorance was bliss because i believe you know too much to still stay broke after reading this book and so i tell people it's easy to be cynical you can wake up every day and decide to be cynical what's harder is deciding to be hopeful and choosing hope and then creating the habits that get you out of that mire that you've created. And so I tell people it's not all their fault, but it's their responsibility. No one's going to come saving you. And so you got to drop the victim mentality for this victor mentality. And it's not easy. It's not all woo-woo. It takes real action. Yeah, and, and part of the action is clearly identifying 
that there are some people out there operating in the world that do not have your best interest at heart. Hello. Mm. Their job is not to help you. Their job is to take stuff from you. And um, legalized fraud, you know, we're going to, you know, legalized horrible financial products. And, you know, everything from the stupid timeshare, which is definitely legalized fraud, uh, to, to the credit card point that nobody ever redeems. To the credit score to that the, is the gateway drug into all of the debt. Yeah, which is the, you know, that, that's worshiping the, the golden calf there. You know, the great FICO is now your provider. Oh, great FICO, we bring you offerings of stupidity and interest. Well, it's amazing, Dave, is that, you know, debt has not been around that long in its current form, our obsession with debt, especially American culture. And so I actually walk through the history of the credit score and the history of the credit card because it gives us some perspective to go, wait, this thing was like invented by the 90s? That's crazy. This wasn't around on a grandparents' day. They thought debt was shameful. The old American Express thing, don't leave home without it. Turns out Daniel Boone did. You know, I mean, (laughs) who knew? It's it's a fairly new thing. And you're, you're right. And unpacking all of that helps you to break free from broke. The ultimate guide to more money and less stress, and uh, not because money keeps you from having stress, but because having a plan and a belief system that leads you towards winning, that will lower your anxiety level uh, immediately. Even if your situation hasn't changed, a, a clear path that you know works, that you can follow, and I'm now on that path, I'm going to put my right foot in front of my left foot, in front of my right foot, in front of my left foot, and I'm going to take a couple steps in this direction, all of a sudden your anxiety goes down, even though your situation hasn't changed yet. Absolutely. And you've talked about this day for years, that money is a tool, but for so many, money is an obstacle. It's not a tool that they can use to build wealth and give generously. Instead, it's a stress point not a blessed point. So that's the point of this book right here is to help you see money in a different way, help you create the actions necessary and give you the ick to go, I need a shower after understanding how this debt system actually works. And I now believe it's possible to live without it. What are two or three of the ugliest things you found in the things that these companies are doing to people? Oh my goodness. Well, I interviewed an ex Capital One manager who spilled the tea and said straight up Capital One 10,000 experiments a year on consumers to keep them trapped. There is a reason why they move from cash back to points and rewards to try to confuse consumers, and they can devalue your points at any time if you don't play their game perfectly. So that was one piece. And the other was a Federal Reserve study that showed exactly where credit card rewards comes from. $15 billion is moved, a wealth transfer, from the poor, uneducated to the wealthy educated through credit card rewards. So for years, people said, well, Dave, my rewards come from transaction fees. Capital One's earning report says otherwise. 75% of Capital One's credit card revenue came from interest and fees charged to people who are broke. That's how you got that free flight. That disgusted me, Dave. Wow. So you're participating in wealth inequality. Whoa, look at that. That, that one was for the social folks out there who are going, well, uh, you know, if you're going to get on your moral high horse, there's an argument that's hard to argue against. Yeah. And one lady even messaged me. She said, hey, I had done the Ramsey plan, but we kept the credit cards. After reading that chapter, you convinced me to finally cut them up. I needed a shower after reading that chapter, and I'm, uh, we decided we're done with this game. Yeah. It's not worth being a part of that system. Well, these, these goobs are not... Uh agnostic they're not without belief systems they have a belief system and their belief system says take all your money Mm -hmm. well there's a reason capital one sponsors the taylor swift tour and we can't afford tickets to the taylor swift tour they are winning (laughs) you can't beat the house the house always wins so stop playing the debt game be free 
There we go. The new book, Breaking Free from Broke, comes out. The, it came out this week. You can pick it up anywhere that important books are sold, like RamseySolutions.com, your bookstore, Amazon, all those kinds of things. This is The Ramsey Show. You've been gazelle intense. You've eaten more beans and rice than you knew existed, and now you're ready to make your biggest investment better. Blinds.com is a great way to dress up a room or your entire home. Whether you like do-it-yourself projects or you don't even know what a Phillips head screwdriver is, trust Blinds.com to take care of you like Ramsey would. You can do the measuring and installation yourself or let Blinds.com's professionals handle everything for you. Blinds.com offers a completely hassle-free experience. Count on them to deliver stylish window treatments from premium brands without the premium markup. And you can count on free shipping, free samples, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee so you can rest easy. That's why we've recommended Blinds.com for over 10 years. Shop Blinds.com right now and get up to 40% off. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, best-selling author, is my co-host today. Her new quick read, "Money's Not a Math Problem," hit the bestseller list last week. Whoop, whoop. So, uh, big deal. That's a uh, that's your first one on the list, right? Yeah, I didn't even know that that was possible with a quick read. So here we are. They sometimes will sneak on there. You never know. Good job. It's exciting. That's a lot of fun. It's a great book too. Great read. David is in San Bernardino, California. Hi, David. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, Dave. Thanks for having my call. Sure. What's up? Hey, so I've been watching your show since I was like 17. It's done me pretty good, thank God. Um, I'm about 25 years old now. I graduated in 2021. Um, I paid off all my student loans, and I just got myself back into debt by buying an investment property. Um, I have about $75,000 in savings and 15000 in stocks, um, and I was wondering if I should take that 90K and drop it into this first investment property to pay off as much as I can of it, or if I should drop it on a down payment for a second investment property. Well, if you've been listening to me as much as you say you have, you know the answer to that question. That's accurate. Um, <laughs> I guess <laughs> I guess my, my question was, if I... If I'm in an area where I know I'll have tenants, um, I know you always say you're not, you can't depend on them always paying your rent or your mortgage for you. But do I take that risk if I'm, so I'm living with my parents right now, I don't have my own mortgage. Is it a risk that you would think is worth taking or is it just an automatic no? I don't borrow money because I don't think it's a risk worth taking. And I have not for 30 years told anyone ever once to go borrow money for an investment property because I don't think it's a risk worth taking. And that's probably not going to change today, David. What do you owe on the first mortgage, the one that you have, the rental? So I just bought it two weeks ago. Um, it's a $400,000 property and I dropped 20%. So I've got, I think, 325 left on that. Yeah, I would definitely take this money. I'd probably cash out the stocks I'd take the $75,000, i would set aside three to six months of your personal expenses, keep that aside, and then I'd throw the rest at this mortgage and pay okay. it off as quickly um, as possible. Okay, that, that sounds good. I mean, the $90,000 i am talking about is aside from any uh, emergency fund. I've got that set aside already. Yeah. David, there's three rules in business. It takes twice as long as you think it's going to. 
It costs twice as much as it think, think it's going to, and you're not the exception. And so you're all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you act like that you can automatically get a renter, and you're in an unusual situation so that there's no risk, and you're wrong. There is risk. It takes twice as long as you think it's going to. It's going to cost twice as much as you think it's going to. The renters are going to pay half as much as you think they're going to pay, and half the time when you think they're going to pay. And you're going to you're going to discover the that real estate is anything but a passive investment. Mm. It's a very active investment. You have to be very actively involved, or you're going to get your butt chewed up. And uh, the less debt you have, the higher the likelihood that you're going to survive investing in real estate. Mm much less thrive i hope he can afford that mortgage payment if he doesn't have a renter yeah otherwise he's going to be up a creek without a paddle yeah yep that's the thing so guys uh i don't want to uh pick on dave right straight david straight out of the shoot here but um let me just go ahead and i'll I'll remind some of you that are fairly new to this place um if you come on here and you say i've been listening to you for 10 years um and you know what I'm going to say. Don't be shocked that I say what you think I was going to say, <laughs> because it's kind of been the same. You're very consistent, Dave. Yeah. I mean, my, my pastor said, Dave, you're a one-trick pony. You only have one story. And I said, well, so do you. So. <laughs> <laughs> one sermon. That's hilarious. So true. Been preaching the same thing. <laughs> oh, there you go. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Natalie's in Los Angeles. Hi, Natalie. How are you? Hi, thank you for taking my call today. Sure, what's up? Um, my question is, my husband and I have been saving for uh, a house for almost six years. Our plan, we thought, would be three to five years, but then COVID happened and everything and inflation, and um, we still aren't in a position where we can afford a house. And so my question is, um, we have money saved, and I'm not sure what we should do with it because it's just sitting in the bank. How much do you have saved? We have about 90000 and my goal is by the end of the summer, we'll have 100 That's awesome. So you, can you just drop it in a high-yield savings account, like one of those online ones? Um, so I mean, what, the rates are yeah, pretty decent right now. So how, like how long would you suggest? I guess you just... The high-yield savings accounts don't have a time on them. Uh-uh. You can just drop okay. it in there and kind of set it just forget about it and when you're ready to use that money you can pull it out there's no stipulation on pulling the money out oh okay mm-hmm. um right. the uh uh i'm a little curious what's your household income so we have like a, a very unique situation we live in la county um my husband is a school teacher we live just on his income but we don't pay any housing expenses we manage a property so i'm a property manager What's his household? What's your household income? Um, yeah, so it's fifty-seven a month after taxes and health insurance. How? Okay, so he's making eighty thousand dollars a year, and you've saved about twenty thousand dollars a year for five years, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How much house are you trying to get? When the time I mean, comes, at this point, it's like I'm not very picky. Like whatever we can get. <laughs> well, that's you got to be a little bit more specific than that. We're talking about prices and money. So, what do you think you're going to spend? Um, I'm not quite sure. We've kind of said maybe we'll leave the state, um, but we just haven't made that decision yet. You live in one of the most expensive real estate counties in the world. 
Yeah. And you make, you know, $75,000, dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so that that's what you've got to consider. Um, I mean, L.A., San Jose, San Francisco, right? Um, New York City, London, Tokyo. Um, these are super expensive markets. San Diego, not right. far behind, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, uh, not telling you to move, but, um, you know, you, you may reach a point that what you get paid you can't afford to live there. I mean, you can't, for, here's an example, okay? You can't make $50,000 a year and live in Manhattan and own your home, own your real estate, right. okay? It's not right. mathematically possible. possible. So there are some things that you say, I can't afford to live there and have the house and have a house and have the dream that I want to do. And you're, you're probably pretty close on this one. Listen, my sister-in-law was a teacher living in, Los Angeles, and they decided that they moved to, first they moved to North Carolina, and then they moved to North Florida, because that's how they were going to afford the house. But I do think that if you take some time and you guys do some research, look at different areas, look at different cities and states, and really create a clear picture for what you want, because I think that you could... um, Easily, I don't feel like there's a clear target. So you're not really aiming at anything clear. It's just home ownership. But if you make a clearer target, I think that you'll be more excited about saving that money and you'll be more intentional about actually getting to the goal. Well, that's exactly true. That's very true. And you can start to make a decision about career path and, you know, Mm -hmm. where do we want, what part of, I mean, maybe, I don't know if a teacher that works in LA County has to technically live in LA County. That's true. Uh, You know, how much of a commute can we stand, in other words? Uh, because L.A. is not unlike most other cities that the further you get out of town uh, in most directions, uh, the cheaper the real estate. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not unusual. It's basic ring theory of urban growth. And so, you know, drop a pebble in the center, and as you go, every ring you go out, other than you hit a lake or you hit a mountain where the prices go up, um, other than you hit uh, a particular neighborhood that is uh, known for its prestige. But other than those things, as you go out the rings, generally speaking, uh, for most of you listening, the further out in the country you get, yep. the cheaper the property. I mean, it's a pretty simple concept, and I think most most of us walking around know that. Mm-hmm. So you got to decide that. And then the other thing you decide is, do we want to live or, or can we live make the life we want to make with the money we make in L.A. County? And if we can't, then you'll be one of those California refugees Mm. who uh, ends up in another state. This (laughs) is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us America. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Angie's in Salt Lake City, Utah. Hi Angie, welcome to the Ramsey show. Hi, Ramsey. Thank you so much for answering my call. Um, I'm 33 years old. I just graduated from grad school last month. Um, I decided to embark on this journey of school January 2022. I moved away from home, Florida, to Salt Lake City to pursue the sport of ice skating while I finished my grad school program. 
I had the opportunity to just go to school and train while out there. I was not working. Early throughout the year, my father passed away and it shook my entire world. I felt some, I, I, he left some inheritance which helped me live through and continue my journey out there and train. My lease is now up and I didn't meet the goals or finish the projects I had in mind. Um, now I'm stuck whether I should continue out here or move back to my parents' home and recalibrate. Did you get the, the degree? Application. Um, did you get the degree? I did. I got the in degree. In what? In uh, my master's in business administration. So why don't you go get a job? I am. I'm in the process of doing that right now. It's taking some time. Why? And um, people are hiring everywhere. Say that again. People are hiring everywhere. You've got an MBA for God's sakes. I know. I'm in the process of that. Um, Why why is it a process? You should get a job. Like now. I am interviewing. Exactly. Good. I'm interviewing right now. Where are you interviewing? uh, Goldman right now. Goldman Sachs. No, I'm talking about uh, what cities? Uh, in Salt Lake City and Florida, Miami, Florida. Okay, good. And what are that? What are those positions pay? Right now, the in Salt Lake City, the the cost is a lot lower, so they're not going more than ninety. And I okay, so you're Miami, a thirty three year old full grown woman that's going to make ninety thousand dollars a year. Why would you even consider living with your mommy? I know they just they came. They are like, listen, you have uh two hundred. Uh, $1,000 in student debt, like if you just want to come and recalibrate, but I just don't. I think I, you've I recalibrated enough. Yeah, yeah. Yes, my other option is whether to continue in Utah or move back to Florida due to the job market. You go wherever the job goes. Whoever's going to pay Whoever's you the, the most best money, go get you some money and a life, girl. It's time. Yes. It's time. Yes. You can't, you can't, you can't bob and weave and duck anymore. You get to face mm-hmm. the whole thing now. You can do it. I could do it. You can. You can do it. I hear someone that's more capable than she thinks she is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It hasn't uh, been easy these past years. Um, that I'm grateful for the opportunity. Just thought that you know, if I do stay out in Salt Lake City. Um, and having the opportunity to, instead of paying rent, <laughs> come yeah. back. No, and it's not an opportunity. Hey, what's you're wrong? hiding? What's messing with your confidence? Scared. What's messing with your confidence right now? Yeah, really. My confidence is the fact that you know I haven't defined the the income yet. Uh, I'm still in that process, but I know I'll get through. And then, yeah, but I, I wouldn't uh, even put living with mommy on the table, hon. Not even a. Option. I want you to yeah, go out. I, I want you to go out there and lift some things and and grow your back muscles, so you got a strong back. Okay. You can do this. You can do this. But you've had you've had different things come at you, and I don't, I don't think Jaden I know the whole story. I think there's a whole bunch of stuff mm-hmm. back there, and then yeah. then the thing with your dad, and then you've been over there in Salt Lake City, and then you graduated, and you went, oh crap, I've really got to go do this now. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> And you do, you do really got to go do this now. And here's the thing. You really can go do this. Mm-hmm. Getting an MBA is, is not an easy task. You just accomplished a big goal. Make a, make a little mark on your little self-report card that says, I just did a big thing. Thank you. 
Thank you. I forget most of the time due to the fact that I do, I hate loans. I hate debt. So it's just like having that debt under my name is just like, when am I going to finally pay it off if I keep You're going to pay it off when you get a big old job and you work like Mm -hmm. a crazy girl and you get the stuff paid off. And let's, let's, let's reframe how we're viewing this debt. Like if you look at, if you look at a pile of debt and all you feel is, is fearfulness and, oh my gosh, I did this and da, 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 da. You've got to really reframe fuel that and go and, and reframe that in your mind and say this has got to be the fuel for the fire like i've got two hundred thousand dollars of debt i can't let it paralyze me i've got to like lean into it and go forward because if you keep having that kind of off balance and i'm scared of it feeling you're gonna just make minimum payments and find ways to put it off and put it off before you know it you look up and it's a bigger pile so really let this feeling you getting those notices this debt is due let that fuel it you understand what I'm saying? That's fueling your job search. That's fueling you moving to wherever the best job is. That's fueling you pouring as many payments and as much money into this as possible to get it paid off quickly. Does that make sense? That makes sense, 100. Yeah. percent Yes. I, I don't want you running home. I, if I'm, if you're my daughter, uh, my daughter's not a lot younger than you. I would tell you it's it. It's the best thing you can do is strengthen your wings by flying, and you're capable of flying. You're capable of soaring. Uh, you've proven that by getting your MBA. Take some confidence from that. Now go get a position, get settled, then go get a better position, get settled, then go get a better position, get settled. And when you call me back, you're making one hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. and you paid all this off. And you know you're you're thirty eight years old, and you've slayed this dragon. And you can do it. You can do it. Do not try to hide anymore. It's not serving you well. Go get them. Mm-hmm. Ronald is in Naples, Florida. Hey, Ronald, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, thanks for having me on the show. Sure. How can I help? Yeah, I just had some just some advice questions. I, I feel like I'm on the right track, but I just wanted to hear it from somebody of stature, you know, other than my dad, who's he's an investor. He's got the mindset. He's a business owner, but you know how hard it is for a uh, for a, a, a son to hear something from their father and take it 100% to heart, um, especially about money and uh, business decisions. But, um, well, I recently just had um, my son, my very first son. Um, he just turned one a couple of months ago. And I'm just trying to build a basically a package for him, you know, for when he turns my age, he's got that cushion or that pillow behind him. I don't want to necessarily turn him into like, you know, waiting around for dad to die. So I get my money. Um, because that's the way I was raised. I had a cushion, but I still, you know, I work a full-time job. I work 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week sometimes um, to accomplish my goals. But I just want to. I want to see if I'm on the right direction. I think you need to teach your son to, just like your dad did you. You teach him yeah. to work, teach oh, him to definitely. work. Definitely, he he instilled a lot of good core values in me, and I've good. I've had the same conversations with my dad. I spoke to him two days ago, and he said, "You know, I'm I'm proud of what you're doing, and you're going in the right direction. I just want to make sure I'm not missing any steps for my son." A big old pile of money is not what a grown young man needs they need work ethic integrity uh honor dignity you instill those things in them then they won't need money they won't need money and if you leave them money then they'll take that money and do wonderful things with it if they have those character qualities that's where legacy comes from absolutely yeah um 
And so much of that's going to be them watching you do those things. Yeah. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to show them things like that though. Cause a five-year-old, eight-year-old kid's not going to understand. Yeah, they do. Looking at a computer. Oh, yeah, yeah, they do. They pick, they, they catch you know? everything. Kids catch, yeah. kids they, they catch and, and absorb everything. You would be shocked and amazed. More is caught than taught. Yeah. Well, it is, it is my first, my first time. My friends got kids, but this yeah. is my first one. So. Hey, I'm going to send you Rachel. Yeah. Rachel and I did a book together called smart money, smart kids. How to teach kids how to handle money and how to work and how to give and how to save and how to spend. And um, it was a number one bestseller. I'll send you a copy as my gift. And uh, Ronald, you're a great dad. You're going to do good. Congratulations. This is The Ramsey Show. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. The Ramsey Show question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. In case you're a new listener, what does that mean exactly? Well, Neighborly is a family of locally operated home service providers who are dedicated to giving homeowners excellent service. So start your search today at neighborly.com slash Ramsey. All right. Today's question comes from Robert in Minnesota. He says, last year, against the wishes of her mother and I, my 18-year-old daughter signed a lease with an apartment complex. She committed to one year, but she never moved into the apartment. Fast forward a year later, and now she's getting calls from a collection agency to pay back around 9000 for unpaid rent. She is currently going to college, has no assets and no income. My wife and I are not willing to help her pay for this, but I'm trying to help her navigate her options. Any advice? Oh, my goodness. I'm wondering why she never moved into it, number one. Uh, Here's the thing. She owes the money. Like, she signed a lease. She owes the money. The best you could try to do is maybe try to settle it for less, but she's going to have to pay this money back. She signed and said that she would commit to pay a certain amount of rent. They don't know or care whether or not she moved in or not, but because she occupied on paper that space that's nine thousand dollars of rent that that owner lost out on so she owes it and if you're her mom and dad i feel like dave you can ring it on this this is what where my brain goes she's got some options number one man i don't know dave i don't know if i would pay it for her I no think i would not I, Ooh, no, but i mean like no. even like to help her no because it's only gonna get no, no. it's only gonna get more she's 18 she gets a job get a job and pay it nine thousand dollars I mean, come on. You can do it's it. It's a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. I mean, just go. I'm go, just saying go, to u- not. Go Uber your little 18-year-old butt off. Seriously. Yeah. Door dash yourself until you can't walk. Come on. Really. 9000 bucks. Go, go go clean it up, baby doll. Now, help her navigate it. Uh, that depends on how obstinate and rebellious this girl is. She obviously she was obstinate and rebellious when she went against your wishes. Is that what you called it? Yeah, your yeah, wishes. Yeah, he said wishes. You and, your, you and your wife said, don't do this. This is stupid. So she lined up and signed up for stupid. And now she's got $9,000 of stupid. And now, if she's like, Dad, I really screwed up and she's repentant. Right. Would you help me with this? Yes, I'll help you. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to work. You're going to um uh, you're going to scoop dog poop. You're going to walk dogs. You're going to clip dogs' hair. You're going to babysit kids. You're going to do DoorDash. You're going to work all the time. You're not going to have a social life because you signed up for stupid and you get to cover it. And you can clean this up in, oh, let's just say 
thousand dollars a month would be nine months two thousand dollars a month would be four and a half three thousand dollars a month would be three months so i think you should do it in about three months kiddo oh man i wonder why she never moved in like did she not realize that when she signed it she's currently going to college and who's paying for that that's a question that's the question is this kid still in this i don't know what the attitude of the kid because here's the thing i don't help people who are continuing down the same path i don't even coach them true that okay in there especially because it's not an act of love it's an act of helicoptering here's what i wonder writing checks is an act of helicoptering and you know helicopters did you know helicopters create snowflakes that's where they come from that's that's good dave but here's what i'm wondering if here's what happened what if she was like mom dad i'm moving into an apartment and they're like we don't want you to do that she's 18 what if she doesn't realize like hey if you sign the lease like that's legally binding and so she was like, oh, my mom and dad don't want me to move in this apartment. What, what she does realize is her mom and dad love her, and they're smarter than she is, unless you're a rebellious little twit. And then you go sign the thing anyway, and you get to pay the stinking $9,000. True that. Because you're a rebellious little twit. And so you get to do it. I mean, guess what? You know how I know this? Because I was her. I was the rebellious twit. You were the twit. rebellious twit? I've done everything stupid under the sun that can be done. So I recognize these attitudes. <laughs> The question is, for me, and what we don't have, the information we don't have here is the state, her current state of repentance. Repentance meaning I realized I was wrong. I'm sorry for that. I goofed up. Would you help me? Absolutely, I'll help you. Yeah. I'm not going to pay it, but I'll absolutely coach you and show you and give you hope. And I'll even talk to the people with you and stand beside you so they don't beat up a little 18-year-old kid anymore. Uh, but if she's still like, well, I, you know, I didn't know what I, you know, shut up. You get to do the whole thing on your own then. <laughs> All right. You just get to wallow out there and you're stupid. If you're going to, if you're going to still be a twit, right. But repentant is different. You follow me? I, yes, I am. I mean that, that cause she's going to learn this lesson. Yeah. If she's already learned the lesson and only has to pay the bill, that's the easy path. Yeah. If she hasn't already learned the lesson, it's going to get painful before this is done. Oh, man. And, man, let her experience that pain at 18. Otherwise, she's 38 years old and thinks that the world owes her a living after she got her degree in left-handed puppetry and she's a barista. Listen, Dave, you and I saw this on two different sides because you went straight to rebellious little twit, which I didn't. you, you owned that. And I'm looking at this. Here, Here's what I'm looking at. When, okay. when right. I was 18, here's mm-hmm. how dumb I was. But when you I, were sweet. I did all right. (laughs) When I was 18, I was dumb enough to think, okay, I I got student loans for school. And, you know, if there's leftover, they give it back to you called a refund, right? Mm -hmm. They call it a refund. It's not really a refund. You just borrowed too much money. But I took that money and I thought that I was buying a car in cash. And Mm -hmm. I bought a car, quote, in cash with my student loan. That's how dumb I was. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm looking at this 18-year-old and I'm like. Was anybody looking at you you that loved you and said, don't do that? No one. No, because when I told them, I said, I saved up this money. Well, no, I'm ca- sorry, but if, if they had realized what you were doing <laughs> they probably and told you me. not to do that. They probably would have stopped me, yeah. If they told you not to do it and you went and did it anyway, that's then you're sitting, that's where we're sitting here. They said, don't do this. Right, but she may not have known that when she signed that lease, oh, she on. was locked in. Come on. Dave, think back. 60 years. No, I, no it's, yeah. I'm, <laughs> or 50, 50 years. 50, thank you, but yeah. It just doesn't matter. A lot of decades. It doesn't matter. I, no, I was already running businesses by then. So, no, I, I knew what a Dave, lease you were smarter but, than the average bear, man. I'm, but, I'm talking um, about these. But, the, but hey, 
Mom and dad looked at you and said, don't do this. It's a yeah. dumb idea. That's enough. That's true. That's enough. That's when you f- do full stop. That's when you do full stop. And if you don't, then you get to eat $9,000 worth of stupid. So um, I'm not saying she's currently rebellious. I'm saying no. at that moment, she was. I think this she was. This wasn't a sweet little interaction. It was against our wishes. Both he and his wife looked at their little daughter and said, don't do this. Dumb. Don't do this. I, and she said, I'm doing it anyway. Oh, man. That's funny, David. I don't. I think she was like, okay, I won't do it. And didn't then, know then she did that, it that anyway. she had to br- because if she was a rebellious twit, she would have moved in, realized after two months she couldn't pay the rent, and then left. But I'm like, she never moved in. This is a mystery. This is unsolved mysteries. <laughs> it's so fun. You get to be the daughter, and I get to be the dad. I That's know, the funny thing. I here. know, I know. Uh, you're going to take up for the poor little kid. I know, because my I'm dad would have been I'm like you. Her, you <laughs> my know. dad would have been like, you're on your own. Now you know Dang what. It. Now you know how Rachel was raised, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> Listen, now we know, she now we, this is how you create a Rachel Cruz right here, okay? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Open oh, phones wow. at 888-825-5225. Yeah, the trick is lovingly guide grown children, and when they're 18, they can legally enter into a contract. And if they choose not to take your loving guidance, then you are under no obligation to fix their mistakes. As a matter of fact, you would be making another mistake called enabling helicoptering to go and fix their mistakes, regardless of the person's attitude. So now I will always come along someone who admits that they made an error and says, ah, but now will you help me? Mm. I've always got a lot of mercy because I've been that guy too. True that, true that. I, I need grace. Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. lots of grace, and, and so I don't mind extending grace. But I'm not going to extend grace that says, oh, that was actually very smart mm-hmm. when it wasn't. To the extent they don't learn the lesson. Right, because yeah. it's, not, it's not helpful. I get they, that. They, they, don't, they, they don't, you know, if you don't, if you don't learn the lesson, you get to do it again. <laughs> if you That's flunk true. the test, you get to do it that again. That is true. That is true. Then you just cycle stupid just ch- dog chasing its tail named stupid i mean you just cycle it I, i've done that too not as much most of the time i do something stupid it's only once and then that's i, good, that's I good. move on to another new stupid thing but wow <laughs> this is the ramsey show